One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's tough. I'm Matt Riddle. I fought all around the world in steel cages, knocking people out and breaking bones. It's what I do. So again, do you want me to knock them out or tap them out? August 1 morning, identity revealed as the MMA legend Tito Ortiz. Hello there, folks. Welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling. I am your host, Sam. And I have two guests this week. First up, uh, a man with his state on his mind right now. Tanner. Tanner, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I love the introduction. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good. I have election results ready at the ready in case we're uh, <laughs> we're going to do know, some short on topics. Live reporting. Um, can, hey, can I just read the CNN write-up? The first sentence of the CNN write-up for uh, the Alabama Senate 2017 election. Can I do that real quick, Sam? Do I have permission? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a rhetorical question. Okay. Um, Republican Roy Moore, the twice-ousted former Alabama Chief Justice, will try to convince voters to elect him despite multiple women's claims of sexual assault and that he pursued sexual relations with them while they were teenagers and he was in his 30s. That should be it right there, right? Like that That's, It's done. Yeah, I mean, that should be like, okay. Well, sign, seal, and deliver. But yeah, not so think. fast. Not so fast. Yeah, they really, they really pulled the rug out from under you there. <laughs> um, and also joining us this week, first time guest, uh, Tom Batista from Military Industrial Suplex. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much for the invite. And this should be very fun. Yeah, so your podcast... You've been... obviously never listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say your podcast a little heavier, a little bit more detailed than a traditional episode of uh, We Don't Know Wrestling. Uh, I would it, agree. It sometimes gets heavy. I try not to get too heavy for people because uh, some of the things that we talk about can get really depressing and really dark. Uh, so try and keep it into an overview and the main thing is for other people for the listeners to begin their own conversations or to continue conversations and hopefully we bring about change and not i'm not talking about a michael jackson hill the world type of thing but uh just real meaningful conversations where people try and sit back and realize hey we love pro wrestling but pro wrestling doesn't have to be this dirty word well, professional wrestling, um, you know, it might be a dirty word. Uh, <laughs> so, unlike your show, our the We Don't Know Wrestling podcast really kind of goes nowhere, has no plan. Um, I told both of you before the show, don't have any idea what we're going to talk about. Um, and I mean that from the, the pit of my heart. So that's why this is going to be a Roy Moore um, update podcast. Um, not even the Alabama Electric Podcast, I think. Um, that's that's the angle we're taking on the, on Twitter.com, I think. Um, oh, they're giving Mobile to to Doug Jones update. Uh, there we go. There we go. I mean, estimated 1% of the votes are in, so, you know, take that as you will. Um, So me and Tanner have kind of a year-end discussion happening next week's episode, right? Next week? feels like it's creeping up. Yeah, that's next week. I don't like it. That's too soon. 
Yeah, it feels like it's earlier than usual, but in reality, I think it's the latest we've ever recorded it. I think we're recording it on the 19th and 20th. I could be wrong, but I feel like one year we released it before Christmas. The first year. I think we're going to do that. I think I'm probably just going to wait a week and drop it then. Well, Christmas after gift. After Christmas? After, after Christmas. On Christmas. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Just right on but Christmas. then you're competing with the Giant Bomb Game of the Year podcast. I will fight them. I will lose. Item tooth and nail. <laughs> Sam, we're really hitting a niche here where we're not only are we discussing Sam's podcast, but also the subsection of We Don't Know Wrestling listeners that also listen to Giant Bomb content, which I would guess was in the single digits. I mean, maybe. I think it could be like a strong, strong crossover. Like overlapping, hand on hand. Honestly, probably. But I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, how do you, how do you feel, Tom, about year-end awards? Any value? It's amazing. It's always interesting to think about the end of the year and to be in the end of the year. I feel like this year just started. It's so amazing that 2017 is at its tail end. Uh, pretty soon we'll be popping champagne and, in some cases, crying that Donald Trump has made it to a second term into a second year. Um, I was about to say second term already. Good oh, lord! Oh yeah, not a second term. That's a so, lot of time passing by. <laughs> yeah, it's now you know four years later or whatever. But um, yeah, year in the words are always good because it makes people go back. It makes them go back and look at promos uh, that they may have forgotten or that they appreciated, but really take a look at it again. Do they really appreciate it? Was it something they appreciated for the time or didn't appreciate for the time? Does it hold up? Does it not hold up? Uh, again, with matches, performers, just the whole nine yards. So it's always fun to just dig back through the archives and see what still holds up. Uh, for me, unfortunately, I need to uh, begin that process uh, because I've been watching a lot of WCW 1999 Ming versus Miss Elizabeth. Um, if you can guess how that turned out, and other travesties of 1999, mainly WCWs. So, yeah, I need to pull myself out of that craziness that I'm in, that void of, uh, I guess, mastication, if you will, and watch some good wrestling, uh, see what's going on in New Japan and PWG, and just get a nice, fresh recourse, or um, crash course, I should say. I'm gonna, happening. I'm gonna start some PWO threads this week that no one's gonna post in because that's <laughs> my standard there. Because um, I feel like we should be talking about year-end awards there. Because that's I, I don't know. It seems like that board sometimes is disconnected a little bit from current wrestling. But I'm hoping there are people that they are they'll provide good arguments for certain wrestlers, certain matches, and what have you. Um, and I really want to see if that that works out. Um, I, I'm putting that on the to-do list. So I got a question for both of you. Tanner, you're going to answer it first because that's what I've decided okay. right here, right now. Okay. Um, Let's do it. What's the re- one wrestler this year that you've got into or promotion um, that you got into this year that you weren't exactly a fan of or really didn't know about last year? Mm. So it can't be any new promotions, like a promotion that started in 2017. That'd be cheating. You could do it, but like I would have a grudge. Yeah, that'd be you. cheating. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just making sure. Um, that's, I don't know. That seems like a really 
Because, I mean, you know, I mean, my whole thing about wrestling is I'm always overly positive about it. If there's a guy I don't like, I usually just don't like him. I usually never flip the coin, per se. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think, really, 2017 was the year I, I got Joey Janela. He, in 2016, I think he started the year with that JT Dunn feud, and I was like, okay, that, that's okay. And and then he just like kind of fell off my radar, and I think the JT Dunn matches were in January. But then like 2017, I think between promoting the Spring Break show, uh, getting to see him live multiple times against you know a variety of opponents, I would like to think you know Marty Jannetty, Darby Allen aren't necessarily you know two sides of the same coin. But yeah, I think I think it'd be Joey Janela. Not that I hated him last year, just I never really got him. But this year is like the year where I'm like, okay, this guy is. A tremendous professional wrestler. Hell of a booker. So. <laughs> yeah, Janelle Stock this year seems to have risen through the roof. Uh, yeah. Went from, I think, an ins- insane person, insane wrestler, crazy crazy out there, um, mm-hmm. to someone that really offers something as far as presentation and kind of delivering something unique beyond being uh, a wild man, which has been fun to see develop. Yeah. Um, but also when I ask this question, it can be someone that maybe you just got increasingly high on. It could be or promotion that you were watching and enjoying, but then boom, top of the list. Whenever it comes out, you got to get to it. Um, I don't know. It feels like you were really into Noah this year. I, the Reborn. Okay. Well, first off, I'm always, I'm probably, I'm probably will always be the biggest defender of 2013 to 2016 Noah. Like, I know a lot of people shit on it because of the Suzuki gun stuff and all that, but I, I still actively watched it and enjoyed it. But no, 2017 is the year where maybe the Suzuki gun, you know, ruined Noah a little bit because good Lord has the quality shot off, you know, shot up the roof this year. And I, I don't know. It's been a ton of fun to watch. But I've al- I've always been a big Noah fanboy. I mean, you, I post random old Noah gifts all the time. I'm slowly working my way through the entire history of Noah. I'm in, like, March 2004 right now. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always going to front for Noah. But, no, this year they've had a, an extraordinarily good, good year. Probably, I, I don't know business-wise, probably not. But in-ring enjoyment-wise, for me personally as a fan, probably the best – year they've had in a decade or this decade in the 2010s i look forward to your argument for them as promotion of the year um and one last uh, time you you may you may get it so ah it's gonna be emotional it's gonna be emotional it's gonna be emotional i'm actually looking i don't know if they're nominated um tom i'm gonna ask the same question for you uh but it can also be across the ages um mm. so if you're watching 99 WCW, and it's really working for you more than you expect. <laughs> um, feel free to go with it. Feel free to go. Yeah, actually, that weird era uh, in a weird promotion did it for me on another level. Well, I will definitely say that it is not working for me. It's more of a uh, curiosity. I'm sitting through to try and filter out the good stuff and just see the outrageousness of it all to see Vince Russo cut in a promo on how he how he's now eating prunes and how he just took a major dump 
And he wants Jim Duggan to go in there and clean it up because emasculating your talent. I mean, Vince Russo was doing it before Stephanie McMahon. I mean, this guy is the precursor to Stephanie McMahon. I think a young Stephanie was sitting down watching 1999 WCW Nitro uh, in October, November, said, hey, you know what? Yeah, this, this is good stuff. This is how it's done. You got to show him who's boss. And so that's what's happening. Uh, but as far as a promotion that I started getting into this year for a very long time, CWF Mid-Atlantic, mm. I've heard about it. I saw some things online and I'm just, I got I'm going to be really honest here. And I know this isn't uh, pro wrestling, you know, this is, I'm an outlier here, but I do not like studio wrestling and I do not mean TNA type of studio, but just really rinky-dink, small, flags hanging up, that type of thing. I'm really not into it. That's the aesthetic I just do not like. So it's really hard for me to uh, jump into that. I have to overcome that hump, if you will. But once I do, and as I did for CWF Mid-Atlantic, I started watching them uh, for their Battle Royal. And I thought it was really good. It was well, well done. There were a lot of characters uh, that caught my attention. The storyline was very easy to follow. I think the commentators did a really well, or excuse me, rather, did a good job in putting all the stories over and all the characters, all the rivalries. It was really spelled out really well. And I enjoyed it. And so I started following the promotion and that's really what I'm going to start following in 2017 as well. Uh, same thing with uh, Progress. Uh, again, a little late on that, I understand. I've seen Progress here and there. Uh, watched a few matches. I know a few people. Uh, but I'm starting to follow it a little bit more as well, uh, mainly thanks to Tony Storm and Mustache Mountain and just the whole nine yards there. Uh, havoc, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. A lot of great guys and girls there, and so progress in 2018. Uh, I think every everyone that I've talked to that's watched CWF Mid Atlantic seems to be a fan. I don't know many people that are like, "Yeah, I hated that." Um, so that's always kind of good to hear. Um, progress, uh, progress has a lot going on at the very moment. Um, the controversy, <laughs> controversy that we're experiencing on their end. Uh, I love it. Uh, but I hear good things. I, I, I've actually heard this year is a down year for them. Um, so I'm hopefully, uh, I mean, from kind... a business perspective, biggest year ever. Yeah. From Product a wise. Yes. Yeah. Because they're doing Wembley arena next year, right? Yeah. They're doing that. And I think they're doing. Ooh, three. They're coming... Yeah, they're doing Super Strong Style 16 in Alley Pally or whatever, yeah. Alexandra Palace, whatever. And it is. then they're doing so a WrestleMania. Three shows there. Yeah, they're doing a WrestleMania weekend show as well, I believe. Yeah, they're doing chapter shows uh, yeah. in uh, America. They did WrestleMania weekend shows this year. I was actually at one of them. It was a, it was a good time. But what I, my, my hope is that it gets even better and they kind of get back on upswing creatively, um, match quality wise, what have you. Um, for you, because you're coming in, if you're coming in at a lower point, um, and you really like it right now, uh, likelihood it's only going to get better. Um, yeah. But also, right now they're they're a little bit of hot water as they had a wrestler spit a drink uh, on a fan during an entrance, which 
I don't know. Seems like not a who. Uh, Seems nasty. Real nasty. Real disgusting. Uh, and then certain fans, I guess, are saying it's a good way to get heat. <laughs> not a great way oh to get heat. Oh, my God. <laughs> not, a, not a great way for anything. If If your answer to a question is, how do I get good at something? I'm going to spit on a person. Maybe you should reconsider. If you're a bad enough professional wrestler where the only way you can get heat is actually assaulting somebody, then maybe you should think twice. Tom, good heat, bad heat? What are you feeling on this? The, the spitting of a drink on a, <laughs> and a fan? Well, it's interesting because in some places, spitting on someone can land you in jail. I don't want to say it's a misdemeanor. I don't want to say it's a felony, but it's a misdemeanor in some cases. Uh, so spitting on someone or even assaulting the fans is, uh, as Tanner said, you're going past a certain line. And that line is a metaphorical line, but it's also a physical line. It's the barricade. You should be able to create your art and be a villain within your confines. So within that barricade, within that ring, your performance should be so strong that people hate you. But if you have to go outside of that line and in some cases cross that barricade and venture into reality for people to begin to boo you or have any reaction to you, then that means that your art is very less than, is very weak, is very mediocre. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, and you know, another thing you have to think about as well. I remember going to a concert one time. Uh, I went to a Yellow Wolf concert with a buddy and Yellow Wolf threw beer in the audience. Now, that sounds great. Hey, we're part of the show. It's a 4D experience, whatever it may be, until you have beer in your eye and you can't mm -hmm. see for the next 30 seconds or so. Uh, that and not... beer's sticky. Yeah, beer's sticky and it stings. I had beer in my eye and yeah. it stings. And yeah. so to get water in your eye and you don't know who you're spitting at. This could be a germaphobe. This could be... Uh, someone who's allergic to Avion water or whatever it may be. Uh, it's just really unfortunate. So I like to see people who in wrestling understand that they can get heat by going outside of the tropes of pulling tights and feet on the ropes and things like that uh, in a way that Kevin Owens in some cases uh, does it. Not to say that he's the uh, beacon here or he's the best example, but he finds a lot of creative ways to get heat. And so it's the same thing with Jericho. And if you look at some of the best heels of this century, so we're not even talking about of 2017. We're talking about of this century, how many of them were assaulting fans and spitting water in their faces, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, there might have been instances uh, if a fan said something or someone stepped out of line or they were drunk or whatever they may be. But when we start thinking of the greatest heels of all time, when we start thinking about guys like Ric Flair, how many times did Ric Flair do something like that? So, yeah, I, th I think people need to reevaluate. I think people need to get back to basics. And I think people need to really begin to hone their craft before they wind up doing 20 years. Yeah, I think they they went far beyond the confines of wrestling show by spitting on someone. That's hopefully uh, progress has a word with that performer. Um, if they don't, I just think that promotion's got a lot of a lot of issues there at points. Um, they don't seem 
a lot of professional wrestling is really bad at dealing when there is criticism uh, of them or one of their wrestlers. Uh, but that's, that's professional really wrestling. media is not the best. I don't think any professional wrestling promotion has some great social media going on, admittedly. Uh, <laughs> PWG, obviously, is the one that gets it. If you don't say anything, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Like, just, just say when you're going to announce show, or just you know announce shows. They just did it tonight. Mystery Vortex Five, January twelfth. Yeah, Short, I simple, no poster. <laughs> like, let's do it. More promotions should take that practice. Granted, I don't like Mystery Vortex as a concept. Not for a fifth one. Maybe the first one, fine. But now I think it's just. So you think it's jumped the shark? What is it about the fifth one where you say, okay, this is too far? I just don't like the idea of a show where you don't know the matches you don't really know who's going to be on the show um but when you're guaranteed a sold out house doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter in theory they could do this every single time just release tickets not absolutely i'm surprised they haven't they they really should just try to see if they can sell out a show and turn it into a mystery vortex there on the spot uh that'd be an interesting that'd be a fun one wait like lie just like, don't say it's a mystery vortex until it's oh, sold out. Oh, just say, hey, we're having a show. <laughs> Tickets are on sale now. And then when they sell out, <laughs> boom, five you... minutes. They're like, guess what? We're not announcing talent. Guess what? You just Surprise. got tickets for the Mystery Vortex 6. Congrats. Yeah. That would actually be a, a neat little social experience. Because, I mean, I know I'm friends with several people that go to PWG pretty regularly. And I, I usually feel like the Mystery Vortex shows get a good uh reception especially because they seem mystery vortex shows seems to bring it seems to be the one time where they'll bring in somebody that maybe doesn't have as as big a name and they'll be like okay we'll give you a shot on this show no expectations because nobody's expecting you to come out till you come out sort of thing so i I like the mystery vortex shows obviously as a viewer at home you know you don't get the mystery vortex feeling because they you know you know the match card but yeah. yeah I think that's one of the gimmicks that a lot of live events are missing. Uh, WWE experimented this year with Starcade, which in reality was just a house show. Uh, there are cameras there. There were cameras there. But they wanted to do Starcade mainly, and this is my opinion, obviously. This hasn't been said by anyone in WWE. But I think they just wanted to see, hey, if we have these house shows, if we have Starcade, if we have Halloween Havoc, if we have World War Three, or just any of these old WCW or ECW named shows, and they are just house shows, does that increase attendance? And yeah, sure, we may add one gimmick here or two gimmicks there, but overall, these are still just live events. They're not really that special, and it helps boost attendance. And so with the Mystery Vortex shows, I mean, that's great as well. Again, for that live experience to go and know, hey, I don't know what I'm getting, but I know it's going to be good because this product hasn't disappointed me or it hasn't disappointed me to the level of, let's just say, a, a TNA Impact. So Impact Pro Wrestling, they had a Mystery Vortex show. Whoa. A lot of people would say, no, I kind of need to know who's on the card here uh, yeah. especially with a lot of people not getting paid and leaving we need to make sure this isn't a scheme and that people actually show up uh, <laughs> make sure this is actually a show and not yeah just, make sure know, this band, is actually though, a show and, and, and yeah and not a charity. mystery vortex sounds like a real hoot though 
<laughs> um, Bobby Lashley versus Josh Barnett too, baby. Uh, more so because of the fact you don't know if it's a scheme. You might be entering into an empty venue. No one else is going to be there. And you're just going to say, I got head. I got head. You're the only person that bought a ticket. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, that would be a real social experience because you don't know if the company's going to exist the next day. Um, yeah, it could all be sucked into a vortex. And therein lies the gimmick. But yeah, uh, like I said, I, I'll, I'll, just to keep it short, I think it's a great concept. I think it's fun for a live experience. Uh, as Tanner mentioned, when you watch it on video or on your computer or DVD or Blu-ray or however you have it, um, it's not the same. You already know who's on the card and you get to pick which matches you want to see. But just showing up and paying that $20 or $50 or $100 and just trying to figure out and saying, hey, I can't come in here with any uh, preconceived Whatever it may be, I have to come in here raw, and you're a fan, and you're a fan at its purest form because you don't know what to expect. Uh, quick question. How are we all feeling about Nick Nick Gage, the king Nick Gage? Um, MDK. MDK King what about it? Uh, I love it all. You love it all? Um, yeah. So if someone asks us to do a— I feel like we're going to be talking about Nick Gage next week. We're, show, I think every movies. episode we don't know wrestling should feature an entire Nick Gage segment. Um, I would agree with that, yeah. Or every podcast in general. Every podcast. Uh, NPR's podcast talking about Nick Gage might be a hoop. That might be worth plopping some cash down on. Uh, quick question. How we, did everyone see the uh, Cage of Death? angle situation i don't i don't really yes. know what you call it at this point um, yeah i saw it yeah i saw it i saw uh strickland going through the glass at cage of death czw is something that i just never really got into i always saw czw as a bunch of guys uh that just rolled out of bed said hey i want to do wrestling and they went the most extreme, violent, and markish route that you can go by slamming See, each other into glass. And oh yeah, some and some people love it. I understand that is definitely an acquired taste. I mean, there are some guys in CDs, uh, CZW that can actually work that are amazing. Um, I, I don't know. I just never really got into the deathmatch type of thing. I saw a lot of that stuff in the '90s in Japan. Uh, the early 2000s, and I've, I don't know, maybe I've just outgrown it. I don't know. I think I can only deal with death matches at a certain rate. Like, I can't watch them consistently because it's just too much. Um, eventually, it just feels like a wave of nothingness that washes over me. Uh, but when I pop one on every so often, maybe once a month or so, um, and go on a quick little detour down uh, Deathmatch Lane. Then you get treated to something like Matt Tremont versus Nick Gage from Terminus Survival 2. Um, the late, great Zandig's Terminus Survival 2. Um, and you're like, you know what? Deathmatches are all right. They're pretty cool. They're pretty fun sometimes. Uh, Tanner, you, had some, you, you were very high on that match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of don't want to show my hand yet because I plan on. Wow. Okay. That's uh, old to you. You're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I plan on. Sake I'm, of I'm, content. Um, no, no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Whatever. 
Um, yeah, I just they're when a match, and I get that they're in you know GCW world, which I, or Game Changer world, which is the a great great venue name, even though I'm pretty sure they use it in multiple places. Um, the the crowd there was so loud. I don't know. It was really weird. I I love the way they shoot their shows because it gives it a very grimy feeling, but in a good way. Like when a light tube busts, you're like, oh, sh-, you know, they're in the deep shit now. Uh, when like a CZW show is shot almost mm, too well, where I I don't get the grittiness from a light tube shot, but at you know GCW I do. And I mean, there was, you know, a match people wanted forever. I watched an interview with Matt Tremont. He was talking about, he was like, yeah, I used to, you know, go to arena shows and, you know, Nick Gage was there. And, you know, I used to chant, you know, Nick fucking Gage, MDK, gang affiliated all day, blah, blah, blah. And I, it was really cool to see Tremont get that moment. I guess I didn't realize how young Matt Tremont was. He looks a lot older. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just a, a great, a great match. I mean, it it worked well in the confines of this is about as, I mean, this is as good as deathmatch wrestling gets. I, I would go to bat for it and say it's the best deathmatch that's ever taken place on U.S. soil. I, I have so many questions about uh, Game Change World. I do think it is the best venue in the United States of America. I do, but I think it's multiple places. No, no, Game Change World is a, is a place. You but can... do they not refer to multiple places as Game Change World? I don't believe so. It's only the one in Allentown. Okay. Well, may- okay. But, so maybe that was a misunderstanding on my part. I mean, you can go. Well, that might. I don't know. There are. I, there I may feel be multiple, like I've heard them. There may be multiple game changer worlds, which I love. <laughs> I like it even more. Um, but game changer world is an actual thing, not just a name for the game changer wrestling. Yeah. Venue. It's not the WWE universe. That makes well, any sense. I, like, it's a location you can go to. It has arcade. Yeah. Um, it has bands that play there. It's the adult arcade concept um, that has a music hall, I think. Um, so it's, It looks like a hell of a venue. I want to I go to the one tur- uh, Tournament of Survival it was in. That yeah. venue. Game Changer World. Game Changer World. If it's not multiple places. Again, though, like I think Game Changer World might be the name of like a line of places. Does that make sense? Like a Chuck E. Cheese or a Dave and Buster's? Wait, so did they name get Game Changer Wrestling after? That's a very good question, Tanner. I went down this a franchise, hole. which have... is really smart marketing. If they could get the brand, if they can get you know sponsored. Um, they're okay. I think we're going on an adventure here. I'm take. I'm going to take you on a quick journey here. If you go to Game Changer World, <laughs> PA.com, you get taken to the Game Changer World in Allentown, PA. If you go to mm-hmm. GameChangerWorld.com, you get taken to the Howell, New Jersey Game Changer World. Um, again, these are these are entities. They are, these are not um, – they don't just – they're not just called Game Changer World because Game Changer – wrestling when game changer wrestling runs there i did not i was not aware of this you can have your bar mitzvah there you're so what you're telling me is nick gage is a marketing genius nick gage will host your bar mitzvah i don't know how bar mitzvahs work (laughs) um 
I don't know anything. Like, is there a rabbi <laughs> involved? Is there a rabbi involved? Um, I a bar mitzvah. That's when a, a in wow a I'm boy becomes a man. That's when a boy, a boy becomes, becomes a man, man. But it's his thirteenth birthday, is it not? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, I think or is it even on his 13. birthday? I thought it was thirteen. I think it has to be on his birthday. That would make. I don't think it makes sense otherwise. I've seen too many movies with this in it you would think we would know it by now you would think no saved by the 90s the in february game changer world pa um, and the headhunters are going to be there in january just a lot of things going on at game changer world yeah, pa I, I, I can only tell you go to game changer world um dot com and you're gonna be greeted by a lot of good stuff yeah it's also a... the best death match to ever take place on american soil happened there game changer world aka the world is a state-of-the-art event space in Howell, New Jersey. The world hosts over 150 events per year. Concerts. It's a lot of events. Gaming tournaments, teen dance nights, laser tag, and other exciting events will debut in 2014. Damn, I'm just you got a sponsorship from Game Changer World. Um, oh yeah, this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Game Changer World. Go to GameChangerWorld.com slash WDKW um, you'll get nothing, but it'll make me feel good. Yeah. And Slash. tell them you're WDKW affiliated. Please don't tell them that. I think <laughs> that feels like something that would send Nick Gage to my home. Um, and he would say, I'm getting affiliated. Promptly stop me out. Uh, which I don't need in my life. <laughs> good for the lulls. Uh, <laughs> It'd be good Twitter content. Tell me it wouldn't be. And isn't that what, you know, the world's about nowadays? Just good Twitter content? If it's not good oh, Twitter thought, content, why are you doing it? I thought you were going to say uh, personal appearances because I know Virgil, he's doing that. I mean, this guy said he would tuck you in and read a bedtime story if you just pay him a little money. I didn't even know how much is a little bit because I truly have a little bit. No, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> like, know. I think $500, like he'll come oh. to your house and... You know, tuck you in and read a bedtime story if you want. See, if we were talking about like eight dollars, I could swing that. Don't know about eight five hundred. You gotta play, gotta play trans. Gotta pay it. Colin Delaney's on SmackDown Live. Colin Delaney, two CW alumni. Colin Delaney, New South Pro Wrestling alumni. Wow, he's really representing both of our necks of the woods. Yeah, the main event of the first indie show I ever went to, A.R. Fox versus uh, Colin Delaney in an Extreme Rules match, and it ruled. Oh, they gotta bring back Ellsworth and Mania for the, the Delaney match. That's gotta happen, right? I mean, maybe. Who knows? I think that's the <laughs> only build that makes sense, Tanner. I mean... Why even bring him in? Why, why do you bring Ellsworth back in? Because you need the money match, Tanner. You need the money match. You think those move tickets exactly? Not moving tickets. Uh, Nakamura Styles not moving tickets. Ellsworth Delaney. We have seen a huge influx in tickets. We're moving it top of the card. Yeah, you gotta fill the seats in during the pre-show. No one's in at that time. I saw the media attendance this year during the pre-show or just in general during the pre-show. Uh, during the pre-show, it was awful. I think I was sunburnt by the pre-show. I, uh, what do you, what I do you guys think about pre-shows? Why is that still a thing? I like them. 
I just you know, if you get there early, some people like to get there early, get their shit situated before they got you know people all up in their way, and they're like, here's a little bonus for you. We couldn't fit them in on the main card, even though we run the network and can run as long as we want. So we're gonna give you a little pre-show match. <laughs> but isn't that the show? Like as soon as the lights go on and the first bell rings and the ring announcer walks in, that's the show. I, I'm just I mean, not sure why a pre-show exists in 2017, going into 18. I don't know. Oh, guys, breaking news. Roy Moore just took the lead for the first time. That oh, wow. Barely, yeah. barely, but it's still yeah, there. Yeah, I see 4% is in. Yeah, but only 4% in, so yeah. you know. Maybe in for a long night, boys. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't it. like it either. This This looks like this is really close, and this may come down to just a few hundred votes. But uh, then let's again, hope not. this is just four percent. So yeah, it's just let's 4%. not get too let's not get too crazy. Also, I just want to uh, of the four percent that are in, eight hundred eighty-seven votes are write-ins. So you know, you know, neither here nor there. All right, let's talk about Nick Gage. How MDK. many? How many of those are uh, Nick Saban? I would assume uh, eight hundred eighty-seven <laughs> write-in votes. I would, I would bet at least seven hundred. That's fair. At least seven hundred. That's fair. Um, quick, on the PWX X16 tournament, I'm liking that Drew Adler's getting a shot. I know that's very much a niche kind of wrestler, but uh, Drew Adler, good professional wrestler, wrestles in the, the Southern Independence. Um, having a spot on this tournament's kind of a big deal. Why did PWX take such a long break? I don't know. I didn't even know they took take really a break. I haven't really I'm, been paying wait, attention. The last show was in October, was it not? Very, very well could have been. Um, yep, looks like yeah, Unsanctioned sure... was their last show. Yeah, so I don't know. It feels like that's a long time. Like, I, I've been following PWX for years, and they've never taken that long of a break between shows. It's a two-month break. I don't know. Is it a slow time? I think more indie should be open to taking breaks if uh, it's not a hot time of the year. Yeah, if it's not there. No, I totally agree, especially in a market like North Carolina. I mean, November, I mean, I don't, let me... Well, I don't know, because bas- I mean, I feel like North Carolina's big thing is college basketball, just because of Duke and North Carolina and NC State to an extent sometimes. But, you know, what I, do I know? I don't know. They're bringing in White Mike and Juice Robinson for the X-16 tournament, so... Um, Are they wrestling each other? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? They haven't announced the first-round matches yet. Oh, I would watch a White Mike-Juice <laughs> Robinson match. I'd watch most White Mike matches, to be frank. I do. I, I saw him live this year. Sam, you were also in attendance at that show. Yep, yep. I, I saw him live in a garage in Orlando, Florida. Um, oh, I didn't go to those shows. Yeah, you should have. You should have. That's a good show. That's a good show. Um, have you seen White Mike Tom? I have not. <sighs> you're not gonna, at all. You're going to be in for a treat. Um, <laughs> he, Best finisher in wrestling, and I don't even say that as like a bit. One of my well, favorite finishers in wrestling. Well, send me some white mic at MIS Podcast. That's at MIS Podcast. That's on Twitter. Or just send me an email, militaryindustrialsuplex at gmail.com. I'm going to plug all my stuff right now. But, yeah, please do send it to me, actually. Man, I want to see it. We're just going to send you gifts of the can opener, and it'll be great. The can okay. opener. It's so good. Like, you don't see it coming because he's very much a comedy wrestler, and then he just throws this bananas move out there like it's no big deal. 
It always looks good too. I don't know how he does it. The upper yeah, body. it's it always, and I've even seen him hit it on like bigger guys, and it still looks good. So, um, you know, Major League Wrestling, they're going to be running more events next yeah, year. I, I saw they're running seven shows between January and November. Um, also going to run February, March, May, July, September, November. I don't know. Are people are people watching that stuff? Are they enjoying it? I, is it available to purchase? I don't think it's available. I think it's being released for. I don't. I wanted to say free, but I don't think it's for free. Um, I'm gonna look into this for you, for me, for everyone. Um, I, I feel I like know, I've they seen had it. two Tom Lawler, two Tom Lawler matches. I want to watch those two Tom Lawler matches because it's against one's against Jeff Cobb. Uh, Jeff, you know. They're really working, you know, doesn't smoke good. They're working at Tom Lawler versus the shooter gimmicks, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's gonna. But then I'm like, who else are you? Who else are they going to bring in to shoot on him? I don't know. It's going to be Lawler and a, a tag partner versus Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb at the next show. I want to know who this oh, tag partner is. Mm, I'm very curious. Greeny, let's bring Greeny. In. I, I feel just like do Greeny. The AIW tie is right there. Just do it. I feel You're like, already flying in Jimmy Havoc every month. I feel like it'd be Seth Petrozelli. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Seth Petrozelli is? Nah, no idea. The man who knocked out Kimbo Slice? Mm. Let's just bring in Dada. I, he's dead. Well, Dada's dead. He's not dead. We <laughs> had this conversation this week. <laughs> Tom didn't, though. I'm no, I, I, I did, but died. no, he almost died. I think he suffered no, he, two heart he attacks. Clearly, he was dead and, and then came back to life. Yeah. He is a literal angel. Like only Dada 5000 can. Yeah, Dada is still alive. Kimbo Slice, unfortunately, he passed. And apparently during that fight, I mean, both of those guys should not have been fighting. Based oh, on- absolutely not. Yeah, like like and I said, anybody, I think I think watching had that two fight heart attacks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, during yeah. the fight. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. did. So if you have two heart attacks within the span of ten minutes of physical activity, you know, probably probably shouldn't be medically cleared. Would be my very non-professional opinion. Yeah, but this is Bellator. Bellator is just a few degrees removed from pro wrestling, so. I would actually say Bellator is a few degrees under pro, pro wrestling, but <laughs> I still watch it. It's good. I'll oh, yeah. watch Bell- it. Bellator is definitely entertaining. It's like their heavyweight tournament that's coming up. And uh, if we're just jumping back for a bit, Bellator NYC. Now, pound for pound, that was not a great night full of great fights, but it was a great night full of entertainment. Shocking twists and turns, things you didn't see coming. It kept you at the edge of your seat. You didn't know what you were going to get in the next fight. And it was a very overall exciting card. And I think that the Bellator tournament coming up, the heavyweight tournament, a lot of one-dimensional guys, a lot of guys that are past their prime, a lot of guys who should not uh, be considered to be within the top 10, um, but they are. Uh, as far as Bellator is concerned, but definitely not in the world. Uh, but again, it's going to be entertaining. If you're looking for a good fight, do not watch any of the heavyweight tournament fights. If you're looking for entertainment, 
go ahead and watch it, cue it up, turn up the volume, sit back, and let the shit show commence. I really wonder what a professional wrestling version of the Bellator tournament would look like. As well. I'm going to my happy place and just imagining who could participate in what Bellator is delivering. Um, it should be known that Bellator is so having... So it would have to be terrible heavyweights that are past their prime, are semi-draws, and have very little left in the tank and are super one-dimensional. I feel like a Jinder Mahal would be a good first candidate. Jinder would work. Jinder would work. I think it, I would... Jinder could go in the Roy Nelson role or the Matt Mistrion role. Um, Tanner, did you open a window? Tanner, are you there? Yeah, my call keeps going in and out, so... I, I can't... <laughs> You're doing so much right now. You're doing... Yeah. The most. I, I see the under y'all, so I don't want to be like, oh my god, is anybody there? Uh, and just, you know, ruin the conversation. So I was like, okay, it'll sort itself out. No, you're fine. I thought you got in a truck and got on your radio, and I don't know. You really went up a few notches there. I did not expect it. <laughs> um, I don't know. We were just trying to book, re- rebook the uh, Bellator Heavyweight Tournament with professional wrestlers. Um, it should be noted that the participants in the Bellator tournament are Frank Mir, professional wrestler uh, King Mo Lowell, Shale Sonnen, Matt Mitrione, Roy Nelson, Fedor Emelianenko, Rampage Jackson, and Ryan Bader. Um, I feel like we need something to like this in professional wrestling. A, a true money mark who goes out there and takes up Formerly talented. He doesn't even need to be formerly talented. Um, professional wrestlers, uh, as well as some undersized fellas that might be might be decent, but not for a heavyweight tournament. Um, and just see what happens. Mix it up. I feel like Chris Jericho is a prime candidate for something like this. Build a whole tournament around him. Um, you can get Dory Funk okay, Jr. Wrestle Kingdom is. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tanner, Tanner, that's rude. And no, well, I mean, am I though? No, no. I've watched. I've watched the build. I'm. I'm part of the conversation. I'm. I'm watching the discourse unfold in front of my very eyes as people explain why the Wrestle Kingdom build is good and or bad. Yeah, it's it's uh, really entertaining. Tanner, where do you fall? I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, there's things I would have done differently, sure. Like I feel like I feel like Cody J- versus Jericho is a more entertaining shit show match, and just put Ibushi with Omega. I don't understand why that that didn't happen. They're, I feel like you switch those two matches, it's a thousand times better. But you know, they're robbing. I'm not getting yeah. paid big ghetto dollars. Uh, Tom, have you watched the the, the build? To Kenny, build for, Kenny Omega yeah. and Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty awesome. It's been uh, okay. So here's the thing. Obviously, this is a cash grab, but it's not like Home Alone two type of cash grab. It's it feels raw. It feels real. It feels as though it's 
grounded in reality. Uh, we look at a lot of the things in WWE, and people can't wait to say, hey, I'm going to kick your ass in front of the WWE universe. And you sit there and say, okay, well, hold on, time out. No one really says that if they want to kick your ass. If they're about to get into a fight, they do not include the corporate buzzwords in their spiel and in their promo. And it hasn't really been like that. It's been a lot of just two guys talking. Chris Jericho sounds like Chris Jericho. Uh, even when he does the Alpha versus Omega bit, that sounds like something Chris Jericho, the person, would say, as well as Chris Jericho, the character, would say. And like I said, it's just feel, it feels real. It feels heated. It feels personal. And I think they're going to steal the show come Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the remainder of the Wrestle Kingdom card hasn't really been announced and hasn't really uh, had as much build and focus as this match. I think that as we push forward in this month, that's going to change. Uh, but I think this is the high seller. And I think that Wrestle Kingdom itself is at the point where, just like WrestleMania, all it needs is announcing. Just announce the event, announce the location, announce the venue, announce the time. And people will automatically start buying tickets. WrestleMania was the first mystery vortex. Well, it wasn't the first, but it is one of the biggest where, again, we don't know what's happening at WrestleMania 34. No matches are booked. But I can guarantee you once those tickets go on sale, if they haven't already, half of that venue is automatically going to be sold out. And as we get closer to the event, the remainder will be sold out as well. So... Uh, everything New Japan has done thus far with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, it doesn't feel ham-fisted. Uh, nothing feels forced. It all feels organic. It feels real. I'm enjoying it. It's been great so far. Yeah, I got nothing bad to say about it. I, I'm surprised more people are down on it. As I saw Chris Jericho pick up a table and toss it at Kenny Omega, um, which is great stuff and a great gift. Not sure what more you could want out of professional wrestling than tossing tables at other individuals. Um, I like that it's something different. I mean, if you were a New Japan fan during the TNA days where, like, four matches on that Wrestle Kingdom card was built around Impact wrestlers, then, yeah, this isn't bad. Because at least Jericho actually has, you know, worldwide name recognition where... Even if the match was dog shit, you're going to get new eyes on your. Pro I mean, I personally know three people that have never watched a New Japan show that were like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out Wrestle Kingdom because Chris Jericho is on it and he's wrestling this guy I saw him talk about it on Twitter. So it's obviously working. So they're yeah, cool. I, I have no qualms about it. I, the global impact era of Wrestle Kingdom was real good. Let's not take shots there, Tamian. <laughs> okay. Ow. All right. Samuel. I'll, I'll give you this. Nagata angle was really good, but that wasn't at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think. I, you, I, thought, I thought it was. Um, yeah, but you had Abyss versus Itsuki. <laughs> don't. What, what is this, Tanner? I've never seen that match, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, there are seven matches announced so far for Wrestle Kingdom. For Wrestle Kingdom? At least Wikipedia tells me this. I really don't I'm a big know. fan of five of them. I I don't like Abushi Cody. Like I'm, I love I it. hate to be that, that person. Like it's weird and Abushi would probably get a really good match out of Cody and you know I've appreciated what Cody's been able to do on the independent circuit. I just have 
have no, you know, I feel no like, desire to see him actually wrestle. I feel like Abushi's going to try some real dumb stuff that Cody's incapable of doing um, physically. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. 100%. You think Abushi's really has watched a Cody Rhodes match? Mm, I don't know. You think he's a scouter? He seems like one of those. He seems like one of those people that would be really into um, the Stardust gimmick. That's that's real. So probably that's true. Um, I'm just worried that he's never seen him wrestle, and that he's gonna try to do something real dumb. Let's just do a. I mean, they were in a tag match together yesterday, so I mean, he at oh. least has. Well, there you go. Yeah, Ibushi took a crossroads and impaled himself. It was it was pretty good. Died for our sins? That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Ibushi wins the Ring of Honor World Championship because that'd be that would be the dream. That'd right? be top notch. That'd be top notch. Um, and then Ibushi never defends the title in the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, and then he loses it to Cody at New Year's Dash. I'm okay with that. How are we all feeling about the uh, the Jay White Switchblade? character that's interesting i saw him coming to new japan uh recently make his debut a lot of hype around the guy so it's interesting to see where it goes i mean i'm really i haven't seen a lot of him to be honest so i'm kind of in the mindset of let's sit back let's watch i don't want to dig through the archives i want to be surprised because pro wrestling for me in a lot of cases I mean, there's guys that we've seen for years uh, that we don't really get to experience for the first time. And so when I do see something on a major level or in a major organization uh, where obviously someone has history, I choose to ignore the history and see what this guy produces because I would hate to uh, not give him a chance because I do not like his old work or perhaps begin overrating him and get getting way too excited because I love his old work and it doesn't hold up. Uh, so for me, I'm just going to see where it goes. And I can probably answer your question six months from now, <laughs> which doesn't do anything for you tonight, but that's where I am. Um, Tanner does, does JY or does he not look like a total geek? Oh yeah. I hate, I hate the new gimmick and, but I'm going to say this. I hated, Watanabe's gimmick when he came back in as evil. I was like, this is stupid. Evil, one of my favorite guys on the roster right now. So, you know. And plus, and plus it's not like... I mean, Jay White was probably the most promising young lion they've had in a good bit. Although I love that... You know, I love Kitamura. But... Or I probably butchered that pronunciation. But, you know. But, yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay White, good wrestler in my book. I think him and Tanahashi are going to have a banger. Just, I hate... I hate the look. I hate the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty. Um, no, Jay White's a pretty I like guy. That his finisher's called uh, Blade Runner. I do like Ooh, that. I did not know this. This is yeah, this is good. Finisher's called Blade Runner. Good content. Yeah, renamed from the Shell Shock to the to the Blade Runner. So I'm a big fan of that. I'm curious about what the box office draw of Blade Runner was in in Japan. Hopefully, uh, better than the United States. The newest one Any or the old one? Both of them. Both of them Blade not exactly Runner. box office successes. Did 2049 not do that well? I have no I, idea. I don't believe it did. I don't believe it did. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I totally – yeah. I remember reading them. Okay. Uh, Japan box office. Are you, it looks are you like it's made – yeah, it looks like it's made 
10 million US dollars in Japan? I don't know if that's good, but that sounds all right. Um I don't I comparatively, I don't know how the Japanese uh movie uh, industry kind of works. Yeah, I don't so, know what 10 million. What is that what 10 million dollars is what a 100 million yen? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. Uh, that all, sounds right. Though. All I know is I paid about 40 bucks to go see the movies this weekend. So, um, the movie for industry. Wait. Not for the tickets, the, pop, the tickets, popcorn, um, a drink. It gets expensive, Tanner. Yeah, my Star Wars ticket was $12. $12.50 just went, for the ticket. And... I saw the Disaster Artist. And it was, yeah, 12 bucks. Ooh, I, w- I want to see Disaster Artist. My theater doesn't have it, but I want to see it. Yeah, we, usually we have, I have a Regal and an AMC. Regal on Sundays mm-hmm. has $6 tickets. Um, real good Ooh, deal. Nice. Um, but did not have a Disaster Artist, and we really wanted to see it. So I had to go with AMC, uh, which has got the uh, $12 ticket, uh, which is less, less fun. Um, has nice reclining yeah. seats, but $24, go see the movies. Not my jam. When we went on our food trip earlier this year, we were in Auburn, Alabama, and went to, I believe it was an AMC on a Friday afternoon. I mean, it was like five or six to see Spider-Man, and our tickets were $6 a piece, and I couldn't understand it. Like, it made no sense. I had never paid that small amount of money for a movie ticket ever in my life. So I had no idea why my ticket to Spider-Man, the I, like a weekend after it opened, was six dollars. Yeah, maybe. So is is this a theater you've been to before? No, no, I'd never been to this theater in my life. So maybe it was the same situation. That movie theater has a special discount on movie days. But on a Friday or Saturday, I, I can get on a Sunday because you feel like maybe a Sunday's a slow day. But I feel like Friday, Saturday are your busy days. You would think. I don't. I don't know this movie theater, Tanner. I've never been there either. <laughs> Shame you should go. You uh, should go. I'll take a road trip down to uh, to Bama there. Auburn. Yeah, you've already come to Chattanooga multiple times. Might as well make the extra extra. God, I don't know. Four, five hours. No, it'd be like five. That sounds like a lot of driving, and I hate it as is. Um, <laughs> I want to fly into the SCI next year, but that seems a little Yeah, much. you may need to. Seems a bit much. Uh, a little expensive. You going to Mania this year? No. Either of you going to Mania this year? I have been avoiding WrestleMania for a very long time because WrestleMania just doesn't feel like WrestleMania. However, because the of the Ring of Honor show and the uh, Progress show and some other shows happening this year... I may consider it. Uh, they're in New Orleans this year. New Orleans. The Big Easy. If you will. The Big Easy. So I didn't go a few years ago when Brian won the WWE title. Um, again, I may go this year. And if I happen to go to Mania proper outside of the other events, it's going to be nosebleed. It's going to be walking into the arena that day hey do you guys have any tickets yes okay great you're sitting in section 1000 triple x i'm sure it's going to be like in that rocco modern life episode where they just keep walking up the steps and 
finally they sit in the really high nosebleed seats in the middle of nowhere and they're in space. Um, but yeah, that's my Luckily, it's in the dome. thinking. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Luckily it's, it's in a dome, so you won't go all the way the up dome. to space. So, You'll be yeah, close. If I, if I happen to be in space, I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah, you but, may be uh, in the wrong area. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how WrestleMania goes. Like I said, I have to be honest, the WWE product, especially for WrestleMania, uh, just hasn't excited me in years. WrestleMania is just a seven, eight-hour Raw, and that is not a compliment in any way, where it may have one to two interesting matches, possibly, uh, but then you have the WrestleMania format of uh, self-conscious epics and people really concerned about creating WrestleMania moments, TM, versus actually winning a match or things like that. And it's just, uh, it's everything that is right and everything that is wrong with WWE jam-packed into seven to eight-hour programming. I couldn't imagine sitting through it. I can barely sit through a three-hour Raw. So we'll, we will see. We'll see. I, I, I'm I'm with you. I I was at WrestleMania this year. I don't think I'd go to WrestleMania again. Um, unless I unless I could go with proper, you, you know, like people I know from my area that were like, okay, let's go to let's go to WrestleMania. I'd be like, okay, let's go. But if if it was their first time, if I go to New Orleans this year, which is five percent chance of happening. I'm going to the Crash Lucha show. I'm going to go to a Progress show, Janela Spring Break, and I'm going to go see Sakamoto live. And that's it. And then just hang out in New Orleans. Yeah, that sounds like what I would be doing as well if I go. And like yeah. I said, I the only difference between our schedules, I may or may not pop into Mania on Sunday with very low expectations just so I can say, oh, hey, I've been to WrestleMania. Okay, never doing that yeah. again. But Yeah, it, it feels like a weird... I don't want to say bucket list thing for wrestling fans, but I feel like, cause the, I, I mean, I get that a ton of people aren't hot on the WWE product, understandably, you know, for whatever reasons, but I feel like WrestleMania is like, once you've been to a WrestleMania, that's when you're like, okay, I, I did it. Like it's, it's like, it's cool. Even if WrestleMania was a shit show this year and I don't think it was again, I saw it live, but like the whole, pageantry of it was so cool with the week you know i got in on thursday with all that stuff and you know getting to do everything and just seeing everybody have a good time and then the actual show with you know the lights the you know the big setup it was cool to see i i enjoyed it a lot as for another point of view i did not enjoy it very much uh if you are to go same was there too um i did not enjoy my experience at all, I fell asleep for half the show. Um, Do you not enjoy when we were on the bus? I enjoyed when we were on the bus, but the the event itself, um, I could have <laughs> taken another bus back. Um, so like, <laughs> ah, guys, you know, I'm just gonna Uber back to the back to the hotel. You guys have fun. Uh, I like the only time I consider in this instance New Orleans, uh, if it was a dome, because sitting there in the the sun, waiting for the show to begin. Um, yeah, some of horrible. the worst experiences of my life. Um, I've had a pretty good life, so it's not like it's terrible, but it was pretty bad. Uh, sweating a whole lot. I think I 
instantly went straight to straight to burnt. Um, and then I, I, yeah, I just really felt uncomfortable my entire time there. Um, but I get, I experienced it. I can say that I will never want to do it again. Um, but I will say to anyone that's did, like, I don't know if it's for me. Maybe it's not for you. You don't have. Did to. you enjoy the concert? I, I, I was there. Like I was, I could have, I think I could have spit on the guy. Uh, Sam, did they not give you the green light? Uh, and I did not really enjoy the concert. I know people were saying, oh, it's one of the best ready concerts WrestleMania has um, ever had. I was like, uh, it probably was, to be honest. Think about the ground that covers. That's yeah, probably that, that, was. that's covered a kid rock performance and something from P. Diddy one year. And yeah, so the bar is low. The highest it of was. <laughs> But it was pretty good last year. But yeah, I think uh, after a seven-hour show, the last thing you want to see is Flo Rida or Pitbull or whomever it may be come out to get a paycheck. Oh, I was pumped for it. Uh, I had the whole performance on my phone. That whole week, though, is still just a, an utter blur. Um, yeah, I don't remember anything. I think it's because I didn't eat the whole trip. It just wasn't... I don't think we planned it well, Tanner. I think we did too much. I don't think we did. I think we went to too many shows. Had no time to eat. Not to mention, you know, Gabe ran out of water on Friday. And uh, also ran out of edible food on Friday. So that was fun. How do you run out of water so fast? They ran out of water. Water. You need that to live. And it was so hot. Uh, I almost tweeted him that. I was like, uh, when he was like, man, looking around, whatever, the sh- sugar mill or whatever the hell their New Orleans shows being ran at. Um, I-, I wanted to tweet at Gabe and be like, is this venue going to run out of water? What's the what's the H2O situation at this show? They should have shut the show down. Now, when they they ran out of, I, I was about to die. When they ran out of water, because I, I heard about this, I just didn't... Obviously, I wasn't there, so I didn't experience it. But when you say they ran out of water... There was no bottled water in the facility. <laughs> and there were not water fountains? Or did they just no. come in with just a, uh, I guess, a cooler of just a 24-pack? What was the situation? And there's no situation. If you wanted water, you would have had to go drink out of the toilet. Oh, what? Oh. They didn't tell people that, obviously. They didn't say, you know, you're shit out of luck. Go drink out of the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. They, they, no hey, pun they intended. They had plenty of alcohol there, so if you wanted, you know, if you wanted to stay hydrated, drink a Heineken. You know. Oh wow! I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Judge you. Yeah, nice Heineken in the sweltering heat. I'm sure nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, everything went wrong. I saw a lot of people throw up that weekend. People I didn't know. I just want to watch professional wrestling <laughs> from the comfort of my living room. I, I feel like I yeah, need that. When like I watch the WWE product, I feel like I need to be in a safe space. And my house is a safe space. I can watch wrestling and feel free to do whatever I want and tune out when I need to. But I don't know how I'll handle myself when I have to confront reality. And I'm not in my padded room, so to speak. And I'm just out there in the elements. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and they'll just get you. Yeah, so if I, stop, if I stop doing my podcast shortly after WrestleMania weekend, you'll know why. <laughs> oh, I don't think I watched any wrestling for like two. I've, I've, I've taken two 
multi-month breaks from wrestling this year. <laughs> one was right after my WrestleMania trip, and one was right after school started. Wrestling fandom's so. a tough life. It is. It, it takes too much time. People don't understand the struggles, and they do not appreciate the struggles. What we go through as fans. No, so. and it's such a weird... Because I don't... No other medium, I guess, of entertainment has, like, thousands, literal thousands of things drop a year. I mean, I guess music to an extent, but, you know, there's not, you know, 25-minute songs that are dropping every week that are worth a shit. But then, you know, like, I mean, just just look what comes out for free on a weekly basis. And and then if you're actually paying for wrestling, like if you have a, a WWE Network or, you know, a WXW Now or a DDT Universe or a New Japan World, holy shit, how do you possibly have the time? Yeah, I wish I was young again is what I'm getting at. I'm an old man now, just turned 22 yesterday. The big 2-2! Big two two, wow! Congratulations! You made it this far. Yeah, I made it this far. Where where else is life gonna lead me? (laughs) (laughs) At twenty two, you are on this podcast. At twenty three, who knows? You're back on this podcast. I've been been on this podcast since I was well. I started out as a permanent co-host, and I was nineteen. So wow, it's been so many years. And then and Sam brings me on to boost the ratings. Every time he needs a ratings boost, hey, Tanner, can you come on? Sure, uh, I can do it, Can buddy. you give me the numbers? Can you give me them? I need the yeah, numbers. So, you're, so <laughs> Tanner's from the not. attitude era of this podcast. Yeah, I was the, yeah, I was the Wazim cast. I would count the Wazim cast as the attitude era of the podcast. What do you say <laughs> so, Sam? Yeah, maybe. I don't That's know. That's the only time we, uh, we've been threatened to be sued. That's the only time I've been threatened to be sued in my life. That's Wazim! So. Um, I don't, I thought he was dead for a period of time. I think he's, I think he's alive now. He's back. He's He's come back from the dead. Similar to the Dada 5000 situation. (laughs) Exactly the same. Uh, Scott Coker should give him a run. Somehow. So Uh. speaking of WrestleMania, I just want to bring up something real stupid. Uh, I I always forget Impact Wrestling is going to be at WrestleCon and that's super dumb. And funny. They were at WrestleCon this year. Bobby Lashley wrestled. Uh, Trevor Lee wrestled. They were pretty much there this Wait, year. No, not the same thing, Tanner. You know it's not the same thing. I'm pretty much. I know they're running a show. They're running they an pretty actual much show. It's going to be weird because The Crash is also supposed to be at WrestleCon. And the connection between yeah. The think... Crash and Impact was uh, Conan. Which is not a connection that yeah. exists do anymore. Think... Do you think uh, they bring in Noah guys? I, to, ah, to fight against the New Japan guys. I mean, if they bring in a Noah guy, it has to be Marafuji. Obviously, that's the only Noah guy that has any. It's not the one they bring in, though. I mean, they bring in. Who do you think Ishi- they bring in? Ishimori. Well, yeah, but but Ishimori's good. He just doesn't have like the recognition. Yeah, but you gotta bring in that X division I mean, I champion. Like they, only... <laughs> they should bring. They should bring in Kobashi just to guest ref. I know he's not a Noah guy, but they should bring in Kobashi just to guest ref. He uh, should do an interview segment with another uh, Japanese oh, professor yeah, wrestler. Uh, do one of those gimmicks. Yeah, a talk battle. Do, do a talk battle. A talk battle with Jeff Jarrett. Oh, that'd be very good. I don't think they're related anymore, Tanner, but I'm st- I don't think even, they better, are even better. Even <laughs> better. I mean, WrestleCon, you know, everything 
out the window at WrestleCon. Man, what I'm really hoping for is the crash to get booted out of this WrestleMania weekend with WrestleCon. And then Vince Russo, Harris Brothers, Nazi, oh, Lucha promotion to get put in. That'd be something. They can lead a march. It's gonna, the ring's going to be surrounded by Tiki torches. I mean, they It'll pretty much bring in the same guys. I mean, the Arrow Lucha show pretty much brought in all Crash guys. It's it's true. I don't get what... One of them's booked by Nazis. I don't get what the Harris Brothers Lucha promotion is supposed to be. We'll, we'll uh, find out, I guess. Crash in Tennessee, I guess. So, so let me ask you guys this question. So you know who the Harris Brothers are. We know who Vince Russo is, and he's doing consulting. We know these guys are racist. We know these guys are uh, the Harris Brothers. They listen to white power music. They shop at Tightrope CC to get their shirts. This is what they believe in. Are you guys supporting Aralucha? And by supporting, I mean watching the product. You're most likely not buying a T-shirt or anything like that. But is this something that you're going to watch? And if so, why? I mean, I'm not going to watch it just because I don't have time to watch what I like anyways. Why would I watch something <laughs> that's ranted by Nazis and racists? I mean, it's my yeah, stance but... on it. I, I like some of the matches they put on. I think they bought in Demas. They had, you know, Roosh. They had Ray Mysterio. I like the guys they bring in. They're just, you know, not going to watch their shit cause they're because they're racist that... and not. Yeah, because that's one of the things that I've been trying to answer for the last few weeks. I feel as though uh, when we start talking about sexual abuse and these allegations that are coming out for various people, I see a very hard-nosed stance in some cases where we say, okay, I'm not supporting this promotion, I'm not supporting Wrestle Circus or whatever it may be, I'm no longer a fan, and yet these people still watch WWE, or they still support Ric Flair or Steve Austin or Matt Hardy or whomever it may be, and... I just wonder, does all of this come down at the end of the day, just like it did in the Benoit situation for some people? Does this all really just come down to pro wrestling? And do we give passes to people, uh, as we are talking about in Aralucha, where, hey, you have legit Nazi sympathizers, if not Nazis or white supremacists, running the promotion. You have a notoriously known racist guy, Vince Russo serving as a consultant, do we still support the promotion because Daga had a good match or Rey Mysterio is wrestling Johnny Impact or, excuse me, rather John Morrison or Johnny Mundo? Like, where, where's the line? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bad person. I Sammy Callahan's one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's a bad, <laughs> not, not a good human. Uh, yeah. I think it's – admittedly, I think it's difficult to be a professional wrestling fan if you're going to make uh, lions in the sand. Um, I understand the positioning. I'm also a white middle class male. Uh, so I admittedly, I'm coming from a place of privilege and I'm doing a shitty thing probably by some supporting or watching these promotions. Um, I just realized I've been subbed for the WWE Network for three months. Didn't even know I was doing it. Um <laughs> so at some oh, point I'm not, I'm not saying i'm not i'm not asking this question to make anyone feel bad it's just something that i personally would like to know like where is the line of 
oh, hey, I'm outraged at wrestling promotion A, but wrestling promotion B gets it passed. Like, does it really just come down to pro wrestling and whether or not you like the product and the product goes above everything else? I, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, for me, if I think professional wrestling is good, I'll probably go watch it. Um, regardless of the politics behind it for the most, of the, most of the time. Um, but again, that I can play a little fast and loose with that. I, sometimes it becomes uncomfortable to watch some of this stuff, knowing the people behind it. Uh, like if you watch I, IWA Mid-South, you're just, you can't do it and, uh, <laughs> have a strong yeah political have a strong position that feels morally correct um if you're watching it and you do feel like you're just in doing it um and still draw lines and saying elsewhere i don't know i don't know that's up to you to make that call i guess up to all individuals to decide what behaviors they're okay with what promotions they're okay with like if it's a promoter is it fine if it's a wrestler it's not fine I don't. At some point, at some point here, I, I I'm not sure what uh, what people are looking for. I don't mean that in a rude way or a dismissive way, but more I I at some points I just I don't know what where where the positioning is. Yeah. No. No. I t- I totally understand. Like I said, it's not a easy question to answer. It's not an easy uh, ocean to navigate. It's very complicated. I I just find it really interesting. Uh, also, when we start thinking again, I mentioned earlier that pro wrestling is this bad word. I guess that as we grew up and we started looking at the behind the scenes and uh, getting to know the wrestlers more throughout the years, we just realized that, hey, pro wrestling isn't full of saints. And so if we do take a holier than thou approach, well, that pretty much eliminates 99.9% of the wrestling that we watch. So. I don't know, just just something I was thinking of just now. Yeah, wrestling is filled with a whole bunch of not great people. I mean, if you if you look at it through the perspective of, I think some people definitely try to make it black and white. They're like, you can either support every bad thing in professional wrestling or don't support it at all. Um, mm. and I think a lot of pe a lot of people like to take the stance. Oh, a lot of people think you know you're your buds when you know you're handing them twenty dollars for a t-shirt blah 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 and i think a lot of people get that mis you know misinterpreted uh and stuff you know i obviously i don't think you have a lot of people trying to you know actively be a part of the boys um anymore you do have some don't get me wrong but it's it's one of those things where uh, really i i think it might be if, more now more than ever really of uh, people trying to be the boys or just because there's a social media presence by wrestlers and they're able you're able to communicate with a wrestler easier now than you can than you could have you know even 10 five ten years ago 10 years ago really i guess it's wrestlers being more willing to meet people in the middle um that has invited people to feel like oh i'm invited mm-hmm. to this group now i'm gonna join in yeah um yeah like i i don't want to you know take a stance here but like i feel like i have people that I can call friends and people that call me friends that are professional wrestlers and and they would tell you the same thing 
and I, I think they're good people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here. But if you really dig into, like, the roots of, like, pretty much all of your major promotions, they've all done some shady shit. Like, I mean, like, and people are like, oh, this is a big U.S. thing. It's not. Like, Japan's done crazy shit. I mean, you know, dra- the whole Dragon Gate roster essentially, you know, abused a monkey years ago. And, you know, people still love Dragon Gate. I'm not saying you can't enjoy Dragon Gate. It's just that middle line. And, and you know, you maybe it's now that in the world of social media, things are more visible. Like, I don't I don't even really know that a lot of people know about the Dragon Gate thing. I didn't know about it till probably like a year or two ago. And it happened, I don't know, several years ago at this point. But I think it's more of those, like, reactionary, like, we're pissed now and we're not going to support you now. I'm not saying. I'm not... I like nothing like is Elgin a piece of shit yes should you support glory pro that's your call me personally no I'm not because that's a piece of shit and I, Elgin did not sell the company I wish people would get that through their minds whoa whoa, whoa. Elgin did not, he lawyered up he did not he is 8 a.m in the morning and sold his company <laughs> so if you want to get the story straight tanner how about we be accurate on this professional podcast we don't know wrestling thank uh, you very much it's just it's just one of those things where i mean you have to draw a line like some people don't support wwe because they're trump supporters but will watch ring of honor shows which is owned by you know a right wing media group so it's just one of those things where i mean a lot of cases people just pick and choose and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know. Like, I want to watch you know. Mance Warner. I do. So I'm going to watch Ian Ron's promotion. Despite yeah. him it's, being it's a garbage. It's, and it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you may have wrestlers you really like that are not confirmed pieces of shit. Wrestling for promoters that are confirmed pieces of shit. And uh, it's a really weird gray area to get into just because you're like, well, I like you, but I don't like the person paying you, if that makes any sense. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. I think uh, the professional wrestling bubble with that sort of thing is getting closer and closer to popping where eventually it's just going to be like, well, here's the blacklist promotions. Hey. Here's the rest. Mm-hmm. Here's the promotions that are okay. You tell me if this is wrong. Now, this is just how I kind of feel when I'm watching things unfold. We're all more wrestling fans seem more okay if the promoter is scummy than if a individual wrestler is scummy. Um, I would agree with that. hundred percent. I, I agree. I, because because I, th- I, think I think there's people... a distrust for anyone who's in a higher position. That's why the McMahon Austin thing took off. That's why it worked so well, and that well, that's one of the reasons why Trump is in because people distrust career politicians, people who are uh, considered fat cats and sit in ivory towers, you know, smoking cigars all day. And so I think that in some respect, people think of that and have this low outlook on wrestling promoters because again we all grew up and we know that wrestling is a scummy business so when a promoter does something scummy we say aha i knew it get out of here versus the wrestlers where we see as independent contractors a bit more sympathetic we've heard a lot of terrible uh pro wrestling stories how they turned out uh 
people strung out, uh, they die, however it may be, very tragic deaths. And also it comes down to how much we see, you know, just being familiar with the performers in the ring. We see them every Monday, Thursday, Friday, whatever day it may be. So we feel like we know them in some respect versus some faceless guy in the back who may or may not have my best interests in mind. Yeah, and I also think that line also gets really blurred when it's like an independent wrestler where like after shows, you'll go up to him, maybe, you know, strike up a little conversation, buy a t-shirt or something. You're like, wow, that guy was really nice. And then, you know, they do something like, you know, it comes out that uh, they're pieces of shit. And you're like, oh, I, well, they were always nice to me. And you're like, well, and then you get into that area of, well, maybe they were only, you know, nice to you because they were trying to sell you shit and they were essentially, you know, being a salesman. But, you know, it's it's, it's the business. There's there's shitty people everywhere. It's just, uh, you know, it, it sucks, but it's just how the, the world is. Again, sucks, but, you know, there's always going to be pieces of shit, unfortunately. True words, Tanner. True words. So... So this has been a heavy episode. Um, got, I know. Uh, this is a real episode. And, and wow. Roy Moore is going to be uh, – <laughs> is going to win. That's what I'm reading. Uh, it's actually very close. There's only, there's 55% of the vote in, and he's only winning by 4.5%. And you have to remember Trump won Alabama by 28%. So it's going to be very close. This <sighs> so. is experience. We're gonna be... doing it live. Like, uh, the numbers from Talladega just came in. Doug Jones won Talladega County. Trump won Talladega by almost 30%. So. We're going to see how this goes. It's a very. Yeah. It's, uh. There's definitely been some shifts. Just, uh. It's a little back and forth. It's a tug of war. Um. It's a a real uh, tug of war. So, we'll see. Apparently, the New York Times is still predicting that, uh, Jones wins with, like, a 3%. Uh, bump, but you know, we'll see. Fake news. Um, okay. Anyone got anything they want to get off their chest, um, bring to the table? Questions to ask? Grievances to unload? Exactly. Air them grievances. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, no, not Sam. I'm excited to do the award show with you for a third year in a row. I feel like every year we get a little crazier with it. And uh, this one's gonna be the worst one I'm yet. Excited. I can feel it. Yeah, this year, yeah, it's gonna be awful. Like we're gonna record two, probably four-hour <laughs> podcasts back-to-back nights, and it's gonna be atrocious. And I'm so stoked about it. I told my fiance, let's just get pizza on Tuesday. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about meals either night, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go into my office and stay there for for multiple hours um forever and yell about professional i do wrestling. agree with you that we have to have bathroom breaks this year yep that was like i gave up on a lot of lot of stuff late in the game there because i just had yeah, to pee had to, yeah we definitely need to plan that also need to make sure the i believe it was last year that one of the recordings messed up probably should make sure that doesn't happen again this year yeah that was fun that was fun yeah, I lost a category. And make sure you have water. Of water. Solid content. Oh, water yeah, is important. Have a big water bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some rules we need to implement this year. 
Um, Good. I'm re- I'm ready for it. I'm expecting friendships to end. Absolutely. I already don't like most of the people on the podcast. There you go. And by most, I mean all. Good. Uh, already then. Uh, Tom, did you have anything that you wanted to discuss before we wrap this one up? I can't think of anything right now. I feel as though... I. And this always happens. I'm sure as soon as the mic cuts, I'm going to think of all these things I want to talk about. I want to uh, talk about I'll... WrestleMania 17. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess um, I guess one thing I think is interesting, I'm going to interview very shortly Liam O'Rourke, who's the author of Crazy Like a Fox. So the Brian Pillman biography that just came out uh, it's about 300 pages a little over 300 pages uh, it's been a good read so to talk to him about that he's a longtime poster on pwg he's also the host of squared circle gazette so really excited to talk to him again we're gonna have to jump into the deep end for to discuss sexual abuse and rape culture in pro wrestling on the military industrial suplex so a future episode for that and some other things a bit more lighthearted coming down the pipe in 2018 so really excited for it it's been a good year thus far well thank you thank you thank you um i'm looking forward to listening to that um where can they follow you on twitter one more time yeah, so if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, at MIS Podcast, that's at MIS Podcast. You can also send me an email, militaryindustrialsuplex at gmail.com. My podcast is on SoundCloud on the Pro Wrestling Only Place to Be Nation feed, as well as Google Play and iTunes. So, awesome. Um, everyone go check that out. Uh, Tanner, Tanner, what's Let's plug your Twitter. Let's plug your podcast. Plug it, my All man. Right, well, uh, first off, uh, you can follow me at Tanner1495. Uh, I also do a little podcast called the All You Can Hear Podcast. You can follow that at A-Y-C-H Podcast on Twitter.com. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play, all All You Can Hear Podcast. We're on Instagram, A-Y-C-H Podcast. And we're on Twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear so uh, yeah, check check that out. We do we do a lot of off the wall stuff. We've done a, a few things, you know. Most other podcasts haven't, like we've recorded on a farm. You know, we recently just did an episode in uh, on our Black Friday trip, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, like in the car, in the car. So it, it, it's we try to do different things. Like 2018, we're we're looking at doing more sort of like off the wall, like. You know, something a normal podcast wouldn't do because you think of a normal podcast either done on Skype or it's done in like an office setting sort of thing. And we're trying to trying to break that a little bit, trying to do it in more places, have a few places lined up. So, yeah, 2018 is going to be pretty cool. And uh, you should follow us and come along for that ride. Will you be doing it live? Uh, may possibly be a live episode. There we go. In the there we go. That's what I like to hear. I want you to. Go out and just do it, Tanner. Possibly, po- possibly. Don't uh, don't want to make any promises, but uh, prom- possibly. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Before we go, guys, we have to talk about wrestling footwear. <laughs> From, uh, yes, uh, I, Stephen I guess... wants us to. Do- he. <laughs> we have to talk about wrestling footwear 
the man from Toronto. Uh, he was actually on one of my episodes. I believe he was on Paris is Burning, episode six of the Military Industrial Suplex, Stephen Graham. So let's get some thoughts on wrestling footwear. I mean, guys, do you like to see wrestlers wearing boots or should they just go Ming and Haku and no boots, just taped up feet? Think about it. Every be- all the best wrestlers, no shoes. Mike Bailey, Necro Butcher, Ming, no that's, shoes. That's really a great lineup. Matt Riddle, Matt no Riddle. shoes. Prince you, Isaac Hayat. Well, yeah. actually, that's an exception to the rule now. Mike, you know what? I'll give it to him. Mike Bailey, 10-Ru, Necro Butcher would be a heck of a King of Trios team. I mean, 10-Ru wear war boots, but okay. I, I don't know why I said 10-Ru. Meng. <laughs> I don't know. I, I it, was... would be, it would be a heck of a King of Trios team because two of them are retired and one's not allowed in the U.S. So it'd be a hell of whoa, a King whoa, of Trios Whoa, 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 whoa. King of Trios <laughs> did not happen in the I'm United aware. States. Okay. I'm aware. Do you think, you think old Mike's going to run it again in the U.K.? I'm hoping he runs in Canada. I'm hoping he uh, never runs yeah, in the United whoa. States again. <laughs> for any Shakara shows. United States. Just States. move the whole operation. Take all your ants with you. Didn't isn't that what Impact did? They just moved it up to Canada. Ship it up there. Yeah. Hey, although they, I believe they are moving back to the Impact Zone. Wow, so. that's some that's some shit. Why? Well, I I think they're doing a few shows in January in the Impact Zone, but their office and possibly their main location is gonna be in Canada. But then again, yeah, this is, no, I think that's correct as well. Yeah, this is Impact Wrestling, so we don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen, so I'm sure in February, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> this company is all over the place. So. All right, we're wrapping this bad boy up. You can follow me on Wrap Twitter. Wrap it up. Put the bow on it. You can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. Uh, go listen to the podcast. Well, don't have to listen to it on iTunes, but if you could leave a review on iTunes, um, give us that five-star rating. That'd be stellar. Um, I'm That's watching the one thing you. that affects iTunes, the iTunes algorithm. Ratings and reviews. Big time. Helps a ton. Yeah. Um, share it with your yeah. friends. Share it with your family, especially your grandmother. Um, they love my silky, silky smooth vocals. Um, it's a proven fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Never met a grandmother who disliked my voice. Mine or otherwise. So, thank you all so much for listening, and thank you both for being on. Thank you very much. Thank having. you.